0: What's up, guys? Fourth base podcast, episode number nine. Cody and Matt here. It uh it's been a little bit of time since we've done one of these. It's been uh over a month due to uh life getting in the way. So we're uh we're just gonna get right to it. We got some uh postseason baseball to talk about. We uh we're on the opposite sides of the fence here with our uh respective teams. Braves got pummeled in the uh first round. By the Dodgers and was not fun to uh, – can't say watch because I didn't watch it. I listened to him on uh, the announcers or whatever, just the MLB at-bat thing when I was working. But, man, it was a rough, rough series to, uh, to partake in.
1: Definitely still a good season overall. I think yeah. you have to be happy with the way that a lot of the guys progressed. Some of the moves they made, uh, pitching they picked up halfway through the year. Seemed to really pan out. And they, I don't know, they looked like a force kind of to be reckoned with heading into the postseason. But the, the Dodgers. It, just, it
0: are... was the offense, man. Like, we were running on our offense. Like I said, all year long, our starting pitching is what worried me. And even as good as faulty was to finish the season, it just we couldn't handle the pressure of the postseason. And like I said, like we are yeah, They didn't about... score a run until the third game, yeah, I think. Yeah, it was rough. yeah. And like I said, we were listening I was listening to game one and you know, thinking if we can take game one from Ryu, I expect to lose against Kershaw game two, but it was like Ryu came out and just dominated. But you never you, you can't
1: expect, I don't think, this year to lose to Kershaw because you know, he has been good. I saw his numbers the other night in the postseason. He's kind of you know it was always the the mad bum versus Kershaw thing that he could never overcome. When both teams were good, but it's like you know, outside of that, his numbers in the postseason are fantastic. But he hasn't been Kershaw this year, so you never really knew what to expect coming into it. He he kind of been healthy later in the season, and he was looking good like going into the postseason. But I mean, he he wasn't as locked down as he has been heading into the postseason in the last few years, where he's you know MVP candidate, MVP caliber, top three pitcher. In the National League, kind of guy. So, I don't think it's like a. It was like a guarantee that he was going to be amazing. It's just no one's really surprised that he has been good. It's hard to count out Kershaw, yeah. regardless.
0: Yeah, right? even mean, though he hasn't had it. a fantastic year. But that's yeah. the thing is, would you rather have you know a Cy Young MVP type year, and then shit down your leg in the playoffs, or have a you know not your average year, and then have a great postseason for a change?
1: Yeah, I mean for him it's
0: probably the championship. He doesn't have one. So it's yeah. it's
1: got to be that. It's got to be, you know, he would trade anything right now cuz he has all the other major accomplishments. Yeah, he's gotten
0: everything else he needs. He's so, he's been the best pitcher of our like you know, we'll I think we'll see in our time. But I just never if you had to if we we had to win one game in LA in order to compete, right? And if you had to give me the option of beating Ryu or beating Kershaw, I would have. I would take my chances against Ryu. But oh, like for I sure, said, for sure. The last two months of the season, he was the best pitcher. Pitcher the Dodgers had, if not one of the best pitchers in baseball, he just couldn't stay healthy because of that groin injury. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to say. Like, I'm super disappointed because we weren't supposed to win the division this year. You know, we're ahead of the schedule. We've got some really good young guys that are finally really coming through. Imagine how much better Fulte's going to be next year once he just learns to just chill the fuck out on the mound. Yeah. And stop letting his emotions get to him. But that comes with maturity and age. You know, we've got Gaussman now all year next year. He should do even better than he did just in that short time with the Braves. Tayron's going to be Tayron. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But. And it's definitely it should be a winnable division again
1: next year for them. Yeah, the Phillies will be competitive, but the Phillies really dropped off at the end of the year. Yeah, and which is what Washington. I expected the Braves
0: to do too. But they waited till right till the to the playoffs happened to really for their bats to go dormant. But your uh, your Red Sox man, they've uh they've had a, r- a rough go at it. Like some really tough teams they've played. What is it? Sixth time ever that. The team's beaten 200-win teams to get to the World Series. Correct. And the Red Sox were the last (coughs) team to do it in 2004. Yeah, it's just crazy to even think about. I mean, everybody was saying, you know, like, it's crazy that it's Yankees and Red Sox in a five-game series instead of a seven-game series, and they both won 100 games. I just – I still cannot believe that the Astros lost like they did. Yeah, I can't either. With having – you've got Verlander and Cole – of the best. I mean, it's hard to pick any two guys against you know that you're going to out duel against those guys, and the fact that they couldn't even win, you know, one game each, is big. But I just can't believe that the Astros offense couldn't couldn't play better than they did. Especially like Bregman was pretty much carrying that team. You expect Springer to hit you know bombs because he's got what I think he's got the Astros record for postseason home runs already. And he played really well in the postseason,
1: too, Springer. So it was, you know, and and that that was supposed to be the thing was the Astros still won over 100 games, but some of those core four guys had been hurt. They hadn't really had the core together till the very end. So people were like, like all all these guys are healthy. They've been able to play together the last couple weeks of the season. Pitching's ready to go. You know, the, the bullpen looks good. So, everyone,
0: you know, it looked they like... fucking traded and they got his Ozuna.
1: Yeah, it looked like they were going to be unstoppable
0: the last, you know, two, uh, three weeks of the season. Wasn't Bregman the only one that was healthy all year out of all of them? Yes. it was pretty much Springer, Correa, and Altuve was on the DL at one point. Right, right. they never Just had all four no. guys together all and year. Correa so Correa struggled all year. Like, he, he, even when he was off the DL, he still struggled. He wasn't hitting, like, as well as he usually did. But he actually started to hit in the playoffs. And that's what I was banking on. If he got hot, like, that, that's the only way they could beat the Red Sox is if Correa was playing. And he started hitting, and it just didn't happen. But, I mean. So,
1: you're right. Those four core guys being together, being healthy at the right time. Uh, and the the pitching, you know, Verlander is money in the bank in the postseason. So, I, I don't know if they thought by by getting Cole. Cole, I don't think, has a lot of postseason experience but I, I assume that they figured that he would fill kind of the, the Verlander role last year in the postseason, and it could be, you know, one, two. But I, I was really disappointed by the back end of their starters, like Charlie Morton. Um, Keichel was kind of disappointing in the postseason. So,
0: yeah. How, how disappointing is it for the Indians to have the starting rotation, like the firepower in the starting rotation that they had and to lose the way that they did?
1: Yeah, their starting lineup doesn't scare anybody outside of Lindor and Ramirez. That's their problem. They have they have good starting pitching. Their bullpen was a wreck. Yeah. It, it, it did not end up being the strength of their team.
0: I saw somebody on Twitter post that they would, like, it was talking about Kimbrell being a free agent and how, like, the Braves have the money to sign somebody. And I would love to see Kimbrell. I, I think I posted that on Twitter. Like, I'd love to see Kimbrell in a Braves jersey again. But somebody on there, and I started to respond to it, and I just stopped because I didn't want to, like, dumb myself down and get in a fucking Twitter argument. But they were saying, oh, don't pay Kimbrel that money. Go out and get Cody Allen. I'm like, why the fuck would you want Cody Allen? Yeah. Cody Allen is experiencing the same shit that Kimbrell's experiencing right now, but Kimbrell's how much later in his career than Cody Allen is? When Kimbrel was pitching at Cody Allen's age, the dude was fucking lights out. Period. Best closer in baseball. Yeah. It so is. it's like, well, how are you even gonna like make the comparison? But I get it. Like I don't think that I want them to pay Kimbrel what is gonna make, but that's the thing too, is this postseason is really not helping his case at all. And we'll get to that when we do our little. Well, I wonder if there's anything know, to the
1: thought that, you know, the
0: Indians had their division one in like what,
1: early September? Like, they, they played a lot of games at the end of the year that were
0: meaningless. Matter. But also, they had the same one of the time. easiest schedules. But that's the thing, too, is like, were a lot of these issues masked by the fact yeah. that they played in, you know, one of the weakest divisions in baseball? For sure. And that's a, like, the, I was worried about that with the Red Sox, too, was, you know, they, you knew they were going to make the playoffs. It just depended on if they were going to have the best record in baseball or not. And you weren't kind of worried about complacency. I think that we. We both might have been wrong. We both thought that they were just rest and sail, and he didn't have any shoulder issues. But clearly, that's something that is going to have to keep you know keep an eye on. But I don't know, man. I'm just surprised that I thought the Brewers were you know the team of destiny. I thought Yelich was just going to make sure single-handedly that yeah. the Brewers made the World Series. And you know, I think that in the game last night, if that ball that Taylor catches in the gap gets down that changes your ball game that's immediately going to make it that's at least a double and your game's tied at 2 to 2 instead of 2 to 1. Yeah. And I think if that happens, that stadium goes nuts. That could have changed the momentum and you could have been seeing the Brewers in in the World Series. And I think that's a a very good thing for the Red Sox, honestly. The Brewers crowd, like they're not used to being in the World Series. You know how loud that stadium would have been? Dodgers stadium, like, the one Braves game, it was, like, the first inning, and there were still a ton of empty seats because people just show up late. Yeah, they don't care. That Brewers ally. stadium is going to be packed as soon as you can pack that shit. And they care. They genuinely care.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they haven't been that great in a oh. while, and they've, you know, they just kind of turned it around last year, and then they picked up, you know, Yelich and Kane. And yeah. they that team, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I didn't get to see a lot out of anybody other than Yelich because – you know, Mustakas has postseason experience. Uh, did, he
0: had a couple he had a walk-off hit, didn't he?
1: Not this last series, but the series before. Right? Yes, yes he did. Yeah. So, I'm I'm kind of a, you know, Travis Shaw, uh, Aguiar was pretty good the first half of the year. Yeah, I mean, he definitely um, did. Mustakas, Kane, Yelich, like these it was really supposed to be the the starters, the starting pitching if the Brewers were going to fail, it was going to be because of that. It wasn't going to be because you know they have the potential MVP candidate in Yelich and you know uh, a great that's I it was really you, I strange you if, you, if you if you remember at the trade deadline with the Brewers it was really strange because they kept picking up middle infielders and people are like when they got we were talking about are
0: they what are they going to do are they going to play Shaw at second yeah, base yeah
1: exactly so they have all these big dudes that aren't really athletic to play infield and just because they wanted more power in the lineup. And it was like we didn't see a whole lot of that. We saw a lot of Yelich looking great and I didn't see much from Kane other than, you know, Mustakas had a game winning hit. But yeah. I don't I don't know. I feel like they but the Dodgers pitching got hot, so that's it's it's
0: I guess one or the other. The thing that I just can't stop thinking about is how well Yelich played this year. And the Marlins had I mean, I understand. Like we discussed this, like with the Jose Fernandez thing. I think that that kind of really altered the way that they were moving. But even without him, you still had Giancarlo Stanton, Marcelo Zuna, you had the best, and Christian Yelich. Think best, about that. Like you I had know the best Zuna. outfield in baseball. I mean, probably. honestly, like if you're not, I don't know about like the defensive metrics of it, but offensively. That's got to be – that's by far the best offense. Like nobody in the world would pass up an opportunity to have those three in the outfield together. Correct. Now, granted, Oz- Ozuna had a, a bad year this year because of his injuries and shit like that. But when he got healthy at the end of the year, he turned it back around. Like, I, guarantee, I about guarantee he's going to hit, you know, 300, hit another 25, 30 home run. Like He'll be back back to business next year. But they had those three, three guys traded all of them. And look at what they're doing now. And now, like I feel, I feel sorry for JT Realmuto yeah. because he's the one that got stuck there, and he's this big prize chip now that is stuck in Miami, just right. But nobody made the move. Everyone
1: thought that because he was the best catcher in the league, like the first half, that he would get traded to someone decent, a contender that needed a catcher, you know, like Washington or something. If they were going to try to pull back into it, and and I think he had, you know, they had talks with with Washington, but that never. Yeah. That never happened. They're still there about in the 13. Braves.
0: There've been a lot of talk about the Braves having obviously having the prospects to trade for him. And like I've seen like they're even talking about, you know, possibly getting rid of like Max Freed or someone like that that's right there on the cusp of being a a good starting very good young starting pitcher, like early twenties guy that you're gonna have for the next ten years in your, your franchise. But I don't know if we'll do it because, like, that's they have two good catchers there. Yeah, I mean, we've already signed Flowers. Flowers and talking, Suzuki. And yeah, but Suzuki, he's a free agent. They're saying that he's gonna like probably get like seven million or whatever. But the dude's been really good. Yeah. And last year, like, that's the thing that like no one even pays attention to because you just look so much at like solo statistics of of the positions. Flowers and Suzuki had like the best batting average in baseball combined last year, and that's like. If, when I read that, I it blew my mind. Yeah, playing especially you know in
1: fantasy and stuff, it was that's what I noticed. It was really hard to get a decent
0: catcher last year. Yeah, because there's so many that platoon them now, and like you can't. It's bad enough sometimes, like with the catcher that you end up with, that you're already wasting a spot. Right. It's like I'm not going to platoon two catchers. But even the even the guys that that took you know Sanchez early
1: or Posey early like that didn't pay out for that. No, not at all. So you you it was it was hard to find. Any decent catching, I agree. I struggled with that all year. I'm sure most people did because. Well, when I played Gabe in the playoffs,
0: he didn't even have a catcher in his spot. Like yeah, it's that's just, crazy. it's it's not even. You can get more points out of a pitcher. And keeping your catcher spot empty, honestly.
1: But, that's sad.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, fucking Dodgers. Just, it's, I think this is a, a boring World Series. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be boring, but. Out of those two teams, I much rather, Like, I would have rather have seen Brewers and Astros. But yeah. now I'm kind of wondering what's been going on with the Astros after that whole story about the guy in the press area that wasn't supposed to be there, like sending signals and shit like that. Like, I understand that signal stealing and stuff like that happens, but something happening on the field because a player picks something up, I think there's a big difference in that. And, Employing someone yeah. to do that, like that, makes it a lot more shady. I'm really surprised they didn't do more to to penalize them.
1: It is really shady.
0: The fact that you think that you
1: have to do that to get an edge, but it's like we we talked about that earlier. MLB doesn't really lay down the hammer, so why why not you know give it a shot? Yeah, I
0: mean, what's they clearly aren't getting anything from it. Like they already said, like you know, we did our investigation, we didn't find anything, right? So if they're they not going to stop you, then yeah, every we'll not team, do I
1: guess, has to and they don't, push the
0: boundaries. They don't care about cheating until it comes to, light. like, period. Like, the whole steroid era. Like, you can't tell me you didn't know Mark McGuire was on fucking steroids. Yeah. Oh, baseball didn't care back no, then because they, Because you're you know, putting, those are putting people in the
1: seats. So some, and McGuire, their, you know, rivalry or whatever. That rejuvenated baseball. It did. That brought a lot of fans back to baseball,
0: and now we're to the point where pitchers are so dominant again that, like, they're saying interest is waning because of that. It is kind of dirty by different baseballs and shit like that
1: by Major League Baseball to do that because they they're saying you know we care now and it's a really big issue to us now, but we won't let the guys into the Hall of Fame that have these outrageous numbers in the '90s and early 2000s even though they made us a ton of money, rejuvenated baseball, got fans in the seats, and, you know, it was okay
0: back then, but it's not okay now, so they can't, you know, Barry Bonds can't go to the Hall of Fame. Thank you for everything you've done for us to get us back, you know, where we are, but we can't let you in the Hall of Fame because you used steroids. I think the whole Hall of Fame voting thing is a fucking joke. Like, the way that you have people that deliberately won't vote for someone first year, Just so they don't make it, yeah. Like you cannot tell me. I don't give a shit who you are. You cannot tell me that Ken Griffey Jr. should not have been a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer into the hall. Like there's no fucking reason to not do it. Yeah, I mean he's up there with like Jeter, like Greg Maddox. Like, Like, are you telling me anyone that's ever watched baseball? Cannot tell me that Greg Maddox is not a fucking shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. He's he's the last guy that will probably ever win, what, 300-plus games? Do you realize he had, like, 18 gold gloves? No. Jeez. Like, I don't think... I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but I know that he has, like, more than 15. Like, I think he set the record for most gold gloves, like, in MLB history. And the dude... Was one of the best pitchers that you'll ever see, and he wasn't like these guys nowadays. Where he imagine if he could throw 100 miles per hour,
1: yeah. But that to me, that you'll never see. He won 300 plus games, right? He's he, he's the last human being you'll ever see do that.
0: No I mean, way especially, especially with that pitching going now. Exactly, exactly. These bullpen things like we. I know we talked about that like a while ago, but like it clearly showed. Like it got the A's to where they were to make the at least make the postseason. But it didn't work in the postseason. Yeah, bullpens, injuries, you have to pitch have, counts. You have um, to have dominant starting pitching to to win playoff series. And nowadays, those guys are are few and far between. Like we were t- we were talking about this all year for fantasy. It's like, yeah, it's cool. This guy got me 11 strikeouts, but he went five and a third. There's still a lot of baseball. There's almost half the game left. Yeah. And this is where guys are getting loose now. You know, they've, they've been in the game for a minute. Some of the jitters are off, and then it's time to play baseball. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. And I just you don't see guys that are going like seven, eight innings consistently anymore. It just doesn't happen. And so many of these guys have control issues now. It's like if you walk four guys, you're never going to make it to the eighth inning. Unless you're getting a ton of like you know real short ground ball outs and shit like that, because everyone
1: goes off pitch count, they don't yeah. care what inning. If you you know if you throw 25 pitches in the first and the second, you're definitely not
0: gonna make it through five.
1: There's no no that, way. Uh,
0: it was the Verlander. <clears throat> was it Verlander? I think Verlander Sale. Dude, that game was rough watching those two pitch. Like they both just didn't have their command for a minute, and it just was like. This just fucking painful, man. He's like 50 pitches through like, I think, two and a third or something. It's like, Jesus, like he's going to barely make it to like the fifth inning. I think he went, what, four? It's just, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm really surprised, honestly, in the game seven, the Brewers game. I can't believe that they didn't start Hader. Like, you brought him in for three innings and he didn't give up a run. Why not start him? It's game seven. Like, if you lose, it doesn't matter anyway. They could have just bullpen that game.
1: Bring in anybody you have in the last three innings if you really have to, but make sure the other team gets a chance to see Hayter and Jeffries and Neville. He got blown up. He did, he didn't have a great postseason. But those are the dudes that got you there, especially Hader. Yeah. I well, was really surprised with the way because uh, I had Neville pretty most of the year on my fantasy team, and he started out fantastic. Then he like fell apart and they demoted him to triple A. And they brought him back up like in time for the playoffs a couple weeks before, and he was like dominant, and he was dominant in the playoffs after you know coming in after Hader they kept pitching him early on because they were worried about him like closing games. That's how inconsistent he'd been. But those two were were really good. I mean, especially Hader. Hader was a highlight. Like, I, like,
0: I can't believe they didn't they didn't start him. Like if you would have put him in and he goes three innings and doesn't give up a run, you, let's say you bring in Chasen then. Even if you're, if you're going to get two innings out of him... is What know, if he goes four innings and his arm falls yeah. off? You know, you're trying... You're, you're, this is winner, winner, go home. Yeah, like, if you can... But that's the thing, too, is even if, like, something like that did happen, at least you made it to the World Series. Yeah. You know, at least you did everything you could to get there, and, you know, you deal with that problem when the World Series happens, but... And you can't feel that bad
1: about it when, you know, if he gets blown up for three runs in the fourth inning and you have to pull him, like, you know, at least... I put my best player yeah. in a position
0: to win and in I my team. I don't think we ever – like, we would have never had this talk last year, I don't think. The only person we would have really talked – I think is Andrew Miller. Like, someone like him that you could bring in early like that, but even he hasn't been himself. But I don't know, man. So. I know. That, that's, that Indians bullpen, I keep thinking about it. They picked up Brad Hand, too, and
1: he was one of the best closers last year. Not really this year, but yeah. – those three, and, and it really was, I think, how bad their bullpen was, was kind of masked a little bit by them having, like, one we'll of the easiest schedules, especially in the second half of the year.
0: Well, see, that was the thing, I man, like, when we were talking about the Braves, too, was, like, they had, a, they had one of the, I think, the most difficult schedule to finish the year. And I was like, well, if we can get through this... They should be know, ready to we'll go. Be, we'll be okay, but what happens, like, are, you know, are we going to use all our juice to get through the season? And have nothing left in the postseason. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, one thing we didn't discuss was, uh, well, fuck boy Manny Machado. Yeah. I uh, am quickly detesting that motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of, it reminds me of the, the A-Rod thing. I always go back to the A-Rod thing with.
0: Uh, the, smacking the ball. The yeah, thing.
1: with, uh, what's his name? who pitched for the Reds for a long time. He, like,
0: plays music. Arroyo, oh, right, Bronson yeah. Arroyo. So I always remember that. I'm and just that's... really happy that you played the air guitar <coughs> while you said that. Yeah, nice, right? For uh, for you guys listening, it was, it was his his form was fantastic. Now he used
1: to do uh, commercials for the Reds where he'd like sing and stuff too. Like, Come his, up to the Reds uh, game. I was whatever. listening
0: to Pandora and his shit came up on Pandora like one random song. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is? And I look at his Bronson Arroyo. And I'm like, are you shitting me? Thumbs down. Sorry. Dude. Thumbs down. Sorry about that. Don't ever do that to me again. Yeah, uh, but I but think, that but that is even he a rod there
1: is a dirty player, kind of petty. He's known for that. But uh, that there is at, at least if the ball gets knocked out, he's safe at first. What Machado did, like Machado you're, was you're pretty already, much yeah. out by that point. So what you're doing is even more petty than that. You're not trying to get in advantage. You're trying to hurt a guy. You're trying to hurt a guy. Essentially, you're just a dirty player. You're already on first base. You're already safe. Like why? Or you're already out. I think he was out, right? Yeah, he was yeah, out. He was out. So you're just jog back to the Isn't dugout? he the
0: one that cleated Pedroya and hurt Pedroya? What this Machado last year? Last year. That was Machado. Of anybody of as a Red Sox fan, you should despise this man more than anybody. He yeah. hurt Pedroia. He had that slide into second base where he Pedroia hasn't out. been the same no, since no, he thing. hasn't been the same since. And that's what I'm saying. Like you're not talking about just hurting a guy for a couple games. You're, like, affecting people's careers. I mean, granted, Pedroia, yes, he's had a good career. But you just took, like, how many years off his career? How many more years would he have played that you just took away from him by cleating the guy? And then he did that shit. I mean, he didn't, like, cleat anybody, per se, like, sliding into second base. But he still, like, slid off the bag, grabbed the dude's leg to try to break up. It's like, why are you doing stupid shit like that? Then he comes out with that, like, I'm never going to be Johnny Hustle. Yeah. And shit like that. And it's like, dude, do you are you that stupid that you are not taking into consideration that you're going into free agency yes. to make a shit ton of money? And I'm telling you right now that if I've got money to spend, I don't want Manny Machado. Regardless of how good he is and what he can potentially be, I do not want Manny Machado. That's the thing is, is the Dodgers are in the
1: World Series. They are accomplishing their goal in bringing Machado for this last half of the year, renting him, yeah. renting him for a run at a, a championship. So that that part of it they've kind of accomplished, and they have to be happy about that and, and stuff like that. But, you know, if you win the World Series and even Machado's played well or whatever, like how pumped are you going to be if you're the Dodgers to re-sign this guy for – well, thirty million a year over, you know, how, how are you going to be, you know, excited about it? Because you you already have like, that's kind of the thing in football. You can't have too many divas on one team. You can't you can't have more than you know. You can't have two diva wide receivers on your offense. You just can't have. There's only room for one diva, and that's Puig on that team for sure. So you. I don't know what they're going to do with Puig. I don't really care. But, like, are you going to be excited, even if you win a championship, to bring Machado back? If you don't win a championship, you're not going to be – you're going to be less excited to bring him back. I just think
0: of anyone, like – and I know that the Dodgers are a big payroll team shit like that. They're not the Braves, like, where you can actually sign guys like Machado to those contracts. But you would think that they would be leery of, like, of all teams. Like, look at, like, the Adrian Gonzalez contract. And shit like that. Like, why would you want to get yourself in another one like that? It's like the Yankees bringing A-Rod. Like, they're he's a dirty
1: player, but he plays in Baltimore on a shitty team for the last few years, so nobody really sees it. Yeah, and nobody you don't see, see it. shit because they right, you don't it see. Post-season.
0: Yeah, you don't see prime time postseason he's, games. He's picked a terrible time to be exposed for being a shit bag, and like that play at first base. Like, that's what I was getting back to. Like with the Pedroia thing. Like, he hurt Pedroia. And definitely shaved some, some time off his career. But that It was not necessary. But like, when, it wasn't a bang-bang play. There was literally no reason for you to do that whatsoever other than you being a fucking dickhead. Yeah, and, and this is coming down to, like, about,
1: the, the athlete you are and, like, the, I guess, integrity as far as, like, exactly. sports goes. Like, so, you
0: just said, I'm not going to hustle. Like, that's not my game. Right. My game is not to hustle. And... I'm showing you now that I don't even give a shit if I get suspended for doing something stupid on the field. And he's that fucking idiot that's like, why are you throwing at my head? And then wants to charge them out. Like, wasn't that him and your Jord- uh Jordani Ventura with the Royals that he plunked he threw at him or something and then charged them out and they got into a fight? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you right now, if I'm in if I'm in the dugout and some shit, like basis clearing shit happens with Machado. I'm hoping that I'm the first one to get there. That way I can get a swing in on him and punch him in his fucking jaw. Like, he just plays dirty. And, like, I don't give a shit. Like, anybody that wants to say, like, well, that's just him playing passionately. No, that's him playing fucking dirty. Like, I don't I obviously don't have the athletic ability that he does because I'm sitting here and I right. play baseball. Right. But when I played baseball, I tried to get as much as I could out of my athletic ability. And I played as hard as I could. And I never tried to hurt anybody. Right, but that's you. You weren't getting paid. Yeah, but it's, it's also just, this it dude's job. Yeah, but it's just like, why would you want to do this right now when you're about to make a fucking huge payday? And if I'm if I'm like a GM or an owner of a team, I'm looking at this postseason and saying, yes, he's had, he's performed well. He's you know a once in a lifetime you know athlete or whatever somebody that you definitely want to get. Maybe not once in a lifetime, right. But you know he's the best offensive shortstop in the game. But. What happens if I sign him to an eight-year deal and I'm paying him $40 million in years six, seven, and eight? What happens when he gets hurt and it comes time to rehab something? He's already said he's not Johnny Hustle. He doesn't have a great work ethic. Is he going to rehab from this shit and come back? Or even if it's in year three, what happens if he tears his ACL or something and has to do you know a whole year of rehab and shit like that? Is he going to come back the same player? Or is he gonna be one of those guys that gets some weird knee injury, comes back the next year like thirty pounds overweight, and then just tails off the rest of his career? It could
1: be becomes a power hitter that strikes out a lot. Yeah, but
0: that's what you've got to like think and about. is
1: worthless Yeah, at and short. then
0: does he is he that guy that you have to trade after three years because he can't play shortstop or third yeah. anymore and you've gotta move him back to an AL team where he can he's DH. got a DH. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I think about, and especially if I'm gonna be paying this guy a three hundred, four hundred million dollar contract, I don't want him to be worthless on the back end yeah. of his career. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be paying a guy thirty five million dollars. He, he
1: hasn't been a Dodger that long, so it's no. not like you're really paying him for any past accomplishments in LA. So that that gets taken out. It's and not like not, if he re-signed in in Baltimore yeah. and they're like, we'll give you seven years at this amount. Because of what you've provided our yeah. franchise for the last, you know, but even with eight, that, eight nine like, years,
0: it's they didn't make it to the postseason single handedly because of Manny Machado, correct? And their postseason success has been more on their pitching and Max Muncie, and I mean they've gotten you know Puig just homered to to affect that game last night. They've got Bellinger, Turner. he got the uh, NLCS yeah uh, award like MVP award. So I mean like they're getting yeah, and like. Justin Turner's a three ten, career postseason hitter. Like, it's it's not because of Macha. I mean, yes, he's obviously affected it. So when you're doing this, when when you're when you when you slide, when you take out
1: Pedroia, when you do the move at, at first base that he did, none of it's premeditated, right? So when when you hit the ball and you're I don't know you're about to get thrown out, it's something that happens right before where you're like I'm trying to hurt. Like what goes through, what goes through his head that makes him always choose like the the dirty play like exactly it's because so, he's, he's a piece of so shit. So none of it's premeditated. There's no, no way I he's like, think, I'm gonna take you yeah, know I don't if don't I ground that. out I'm gonna I'm gonna take it's something as he's you know jogging down the line where he's like I'm about to get
0: thrown out, I'm gonna try to hurt this guy. He it's just he's just a dickhead. Like right. I, I don't think that he's like you know talking to people before the game like oh I'm gonna take this fucker out today. It's just all oh, I'm running. Here's an opportunity for me to try to hurt this guy. I'm gonna take it because I'm an asshole. Right, but but on on some petty you know small or the out. umpire the umpire called a ball a strike and now I'm pissed. So I'm gonna slide it into this guy and take my frustration. It's like a fucking little kid throwing a tantrum. But what happens to him if you know? I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. It was
1: obviously only to to hurt him. But I mean, what if? He does what he does, and it, you know, where you see him clip the back of. What if his Achilles blows out and his career's done? He comes back. It was at Moreland? Whoever was playing first, I don't remember. But, um, you know, what if he ends someone's career just because. Are you talking about
0: who he stepped on? Yeah. Aguilar of the Brewers.
1: Oh, it was the Brewers. Okay. Yeah. They haven't played the Red Sox yet. (laughs) It was. So, what, you know, what if he blows out his Achilles? Like, Aguilar was like a big. Turn around for the Brewers Yeah, imagine if he, was, he would
0: have, like, fucked his career up. Like, what if he steps on his foot and, like, snaps his ankle? And what and happens? He,
1: he's suspended for a game or two next year and pays a fine, and that's yeah, it. And, that's he, it. So,
0: and he continues to play, making his millions of dollars, and he's ruined another guy's career. I just hope, like, I was actually very disappointed that the Brewers didn't bring in, like, Hater. And I don't ever condone, like, throwing for people's heads and shit like that, but a, at a Manny Machado, I am okay with that because he's a dirty player. And I'm really I'm surprised that Hader didn't come in and buzz him. That's ride, kind of the thing is is there's
1: is there, it's it's bad PR and that's the Dodgers aren't going to like that when they think about signing him again and how much money like you said it's it's obviously going to cost him money you know whether the Dodgers sign him or not he's not going to get his forty million a year whatever he wants he's not going to get. Because teams are going to use that as a bargaining chip. Like, you did this and you did this. So, Somebody you're kind of a answer. dirty player. So, yeah. we're not going to give you this much but, per year. But, I mean, believe but look at
0: this. Like, look at the Astros. They traded for Ozuna, knowing that he had had a domestic violence charge. Like, Chapman, baseball goes all over Exactly. The place and, baseball only cares when the shit happens. And then, as soon as it blows over, it's like, all right, well, we want to win. So, let's trade for the shit bag or sign the shit bag one way or the other. Um, I don't want to keep talking about Manny Machado. But yeah. the only other thing that I want to say. Is I think that his cornrows are fucking stupid, and I hate him. Um, so, anyways, let's uh, let's get to our uh, our little World Series preview. We've uh we've got the uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox, obviously. Um, game one, they've confirmed it's going to be Sale, and I would imagine they're going to throw Kershaw for the Dodgers. I was surprised that they actually threw him. Yeah, if it's Tuesday, right? The yeah. game
1: one. And Kershaw pitched only one inning, yeah, only but it was yesterday. Inning. So, yeah, he should
0: be ready for that. Yeah, I mean, one. and I think, like, we we had discussed before, like, you know, the the concept of, of if it's a guy's bullpen day and he's got his full arsenal that he can throw, why not bring him in? Because still Clayton Kershaw on bullpen day is still better than a lot of people. in baseball. Oh, yeah, they were up four runs. Yeah, It was, you know, the ninth inning. And you're resting Jansen, you know, who's had some health issues too. So, I mean, I understand doing it, especially if this is his bullpen day. But that puts him – I mean, I know it was only one inning, but really on, you know, three days since he's pitched last, Sales had a little bit more time to rest. But I don't think that unless you give him four months off, I don't think Sales' shoulder is going to be right. So, I mean, you're going to – you don't really know what you're getting game one.
1: Which is scary. Which is scary for the Red Sox at home. You know, game one is a – it sets the tone of the rest of the series. If you – I don't know, man. I uh so there's a lot to be optimistic about if you're a David Price fan or a Red Sox fan because he looked good and it was his first first
0: career postseason first career win. postseason yeah. win. I'm thinking, man, it's just it's. I think that you're. I've been calling Kershaw to finally break out of his little postseason slump, and that's the thing too is his numbers. Like you were saying, his numbers haven't been that bad. It's just against Bumgarner, whose numbers were ridiculous. Yeah, he just. You know, didn't get the the praise that he should have. Same thing with Price. You know, he's been one of those guys that yes, he hasn't pitched. He hasn't pitched as well as Kershaw has, like starting pitching wise. But he's been one of those guys that they'll bring out of the bullpen and shit like that. And he's been he's pitched well. So I mean, it's not like he's just a turd to have. Yeah, he's been versatile for him. But it's nice to see both of them kind of having good postseasons. I wish that Kershaw hadn't started his good postseason run against the Braves but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um I think definitely game 2 I think you'll see Price versus Ryu. But that's the thing man is like what happens in Boston if you lose game 1 and game 2 to Ryu and Kershaw? Yeah, then you're probably going to lose the series heading right. back to LA for 3, 4 and 5. I think for either team to want to win like you can't you can't lose the first two games of the series
1: yeah if the Red Sox you can't be confident about winning game one,
0: even at home you really can't are you so- gonna get from sale? are you gonna get four innings out of them or are you gonna get, like there's a big difference in chris sale and one him going four innings, I feel like in him going five if he goes five innings and strikes out thirteen guys, that's pretty much gonna like put the dodgers you know on their ass, yeah and not mm-hmm. like you know make it a lot more difficult for them to get bats going, but if he goes four innings. Gives up three or four runs and walks four or five guys. That's a big difference in one inning of a game. You know, with their bullpen, they'll he's never saved. crawl out of that hole. No. Um, speaking of their bullpen, my boy Craig Kimbrell, he does have five saves, but a seven eleven ERA, and he's got six walks, two hit batters, and six and a third innings pitched. That's almost that's not good. That's
1: that's borderline impossible, right? Five saves with an ERA over eleven or
0: I mean over 7. I mean, you can say this though like it's been a roller coaster for for all of his outings, but at the same time you got a 2-out save or a 2-inning save from him, which you don't see from a lot of closers. Correct. Granted it wasn't smooth, but <laughs> he's gotten the job done. Now, does that continue and I I don't he's the type of guy for me that I am 100% confident that the World Series doesn't affect him. Like, there are no extra jitters. Like, he's been closing games out for how long? He's pitched in the postseason enough now that that shouldn't affect him whatsoever. I mean, I
1: I agree. But on the other hand, none of the Dodgers – I mean, the Dodgers are in the exact same situation. Yeah, They were there last year. They have – you know, Muncie maybe is new to the show. But I guess Machado, Dozier – None of those guys have ever had any success in the postseason. Yeah. So, they, it's new to them, but the rest of their team is – Well, what there, I'm saying there, is, like,
0: Kimbrell, I mean, you would just logically think that the, the run that he's going on, just, like, by averages, something's got to change. Either that ERA's got to come way down after, the, like, in the World Series, or – that five saves is not going to happen in the World Series and that ERA is going to stay the same, except he's going to have you know, two or three blown saves. And this is my question, too, is what happens if he comes in game one and what happens if you bring him in in the ninth inning? But if, he, you, he if you remember last
1: year, the Dodgers are one decent start, one decent Darvish start away from a World Series. Darvish imploded in both starts that he had in the World Series last year. So if they get a decent start in one of those two games, they probably win the World Series. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, like I said, Ryu, he's been lights out. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last two months. And I think that – like I'm making my prediction before we even go any further. I am going to say Dodgers in five. I think that – I think they get – honestly, I think they take – Game I'm 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 just gonna call it right now. They're I think they take game one and game two in Boston. I think that game three. I don't know if it's gonna be Walker Bueller or if they're gonna throw Rich Hill. I think it depends on how games one and games two go. It like does. and what starters they use because they've used Kershaw and Hill out of the bullpen. So let's say like what if Ryu is going. And they've got you know three righties coming up. They want to pull him, bring in someone else out of the bullpen to throw against the righties, and then they've got lefties coming back up. You know, do they bring Rich Hill out?
1: Yeah, he's what a, a left-handed left
0: specialist. You have Alex Wood too. Yeah, they've got a Rich lot. they got a, what five five left-handed relievers they could use. But I mean, that's that's the big thing that kind of this series is the, is hinging upon for me is we don't know who's going to start past that because even the Red Sox like are they going to throw Porcello or are they going to throw Ivaldi game three. They've used Iavaldi out of the bullpen, so you know it's it's really kind of hard to, to I like out the I happens. like the
1: Bueller matchup in game three against anybody that the Red Sox have left to pitch, whether it be Iavaldi or Brussella, he's but, been pretty good. But he's
0: been the only one that's really struggled here recently. But you the, can't I
1: mean he's a rookie though, so I mean that's but that's, that's, that's the that's thing too. Is, a lot.
0: He he did that in the season a little bit too. He'd have a couple down starts. What if he if they bring him in game three and he goes five innings and strikes out ten? And just you know, it's right. So if so, they game get that, we're talking a sweep. You have to think
1: that is the maximum that you are going to get from Rich Hill. If he if Rich Hill starts Game Three, you are not going to get. I mean, you better be happy if he goes five. Yeah, it's it's likely he's going to go like three or four. And, and if he gets in any trouble, he's he won't go. They won't let him pitch through uh, four in I the th- regular season. Rich Hill never goes more than like five six innings.
0: So, I mean, but that's the thing is Bueller is pitching longer into games than than he is, right. so maybe they use Hill as their long relief option out of the bullpen and they let Bueller go. But then also, like, my question is, you know, you've got Kershaw and Ryu going, you've got two lefties. What if they both go, you know, five, six, seven inning starts, dominant starts, do you want to throw another lefty and keep that going because it's worked and yeah. start Hill? That's a good point. Or do you want to switch it up and use Bueller? And you know, I think there's there's a lot of of variables to kind of to look into with that. But I mean, that potential game
1: three would be in LA though. So if you're going to throw Bueller, I'd rather throw him at home. Being a rookie and not having had the spotlight,
0: and you get him the 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 first home game, so everybody's going to be pumped. So he'll have the whole crowd behind him. But that could also play against him a little bit too. Like if he if the crowd's super amped and he can't calm down. It's kind of what happened to Fulty. Like, he just kind of got shook, let his emotions get the best of him. And the other problem with that is the Dodgers lineup just doesn't chase pitches. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Dodgers and you win
1: games one and two and both your starters look good, I don't really think you care at that it's point because you're, yeah, you're, you're going to be pretty confident because the Red Sox will see Kershaw and Ryu twice, both of them, if they pitch well. So, you know, if they win game one or two, and you're going to see those guys again, game five and six, then you know you only need to win those four games.
0: We'll see. I, I just think Bueller, he is a rookie. He's pitched really well. He's he's been their most dominant pitcher all year, like all year long. Um, but we'll see what. what so you he have does. to think
1: he gets at least one start in the World Series. I States. would
0: think. I would think they're. I'm going to say they're going to start him game three. But I just that's the thing, man. is like the. The Dodgers lineup is so patient, and looking at some of the numbers like for the Red Sox bullpen, a fifteen point two percent walk rate like that's not good, and the Dodgers have a ten point two walk percent rate as hitters, so you've got like a team that just doesn't chase outside the zone, and your team hasn't been pitching well like command wise so you gotta figure sales struggle with his command. That's not going to be bode well for him. So I mean, I just I think that there's a a large potential for
1: the starters not going deep into games. Yeah, and once you get that bullpen up, it's there. Yeah, there's there could be a lot of guys on base for for the Dodgers,
0: and that's gonna. I mean, that's gonna change everything because then you're gonna have to talk about using your starting pitchers in games and relief. You're gonna wear out your bullpen very very quickly. I mean, Jansen, he's been. He's been lights out for the Dodgers. The Dodgers' bullpen's pitched well, but the Red Sox just have struggled, man. I'm looking at it like I don't expect Sale to get past five innings. Price can if he pitches like he did last game, but also what if Price comes out and gets shelled? Yeah. Like he hasn't gotten shelled in a minute, and that's what he tends to have a a thing to do. So if that happens, then your bullpen's going to be taxed by game three. Then you're going to be in real trouble. But one other thing to look for is uh, well, JD Martinez five for eleven against Kershaw in a lifetime, two home runs, and he homered off him uh, last year in the NLCS when he played for the Diamondbacks. So that'll be fun to watch. That ball that he hit, um, that was seriously like a softball swing.
1: It's that I, I'm surprised high, he could get that high
0: inside heat. It's it like ninety four. I'm surprised he got. That dude's just a professional hitter. Yeah. What, do you, what do you finish the season with? 330 batting average, I think? Yep. I assume we'll be talking about him a little bit when we mm-hmm. do our little award podcast next week. But uh other thing we need to kind of talk about is uh, what they're going to do in the uh, in L games, like when they play at Dodger Stadium. Because they're going to have to – I mean, you don't take J.D. Martinez out. You want that bat in that lineup Correct. every game.
1: And- period. We already discussed the fact that Jackie Bradley Jr. was the, uh, what, ALCS dude, MVP. He, dude, so dude you got hot. Him. Plus, he's your best and defensive out Him and Vets,
0: I think, were responsible for, like, 11 runs saved or something like that, like an average or some shit like that, which is best in baseball. So, like, you can't take him out. So, if you're going to take the hit by moving uh,
1: J.D. Martinez into right, you're definitely not going to take another hit. Yeah, that those two aren't interchangeable. You're not gonna remove Jackie Bradley to add JD Martinez. I don't care how you shuffle it around because that's you know that's a huge gap in defense. Yeah. JD Martinez is not a good defender.
0: I could see them if you know they're facing. Well, I guess if if it's gonna be Bueller, who I think it's gonna be, Game Three, first game in LA. I don't think that you can sit. I wouldn't sit Benintendi being a lefty. I'm definitely not sitting Betts, and I'm definitely not sitting JBJ as a lefty either, and he's the one that, that got me to the, the World Series with his bat last series. I'm not pulling any of those guys. No, you're not. You're definitely, I'm taking Ian Kinsler out. Yeah. He's hitting 182 in the postseason. Pull him, move Betts to second base. It sounds smart to me. If, if Betts played can handle there, second base. He's played there in the minor leagues. I'm not saying that he's not going to make an error – but if I've got him, and let's say he cost me a run, I am banking on him making me a run back and me also getting at least one run from Martinez, one run from Jackie Bradley Jr. That's going to offset the literally nothing that I'm getting from and Kinsler on offense. But that's the thing, too, is what happens if, if they split the first two games in Boston. They bring in bets. At second, and he fucks the game up for him, or what if he makes an error and costs him a run, and then J.D. Martinez, like with two outs, two runners on, makes an error in the outfield, and it just literally it costs you the game.
1: I think you're more likely to see that than the bats. I think I'm not. Yeah, I'm not worried about bats at second base
0: as I am J.D. Martinez in the outfield. Yep. And like if we were in ball, if we if we were playing in Boston, I know that scenario isn't doesn't even make sense, but. If it were at Boston, I would feel more comfortable putting him in like left field, but not at like Dodger Stadium in right field. They do when he does a DH, they they play him in left. Cuz, you know, small yeah, but I just, short field. I can't see him not making some sort of a gaffe in the outfield. And I don't know. Yeah, it could be we'll could be a big deal. We'll see I mean, but you got to get his bat in there. Like there's just no No way to take him out. He's carried your team with bats. Like, it would just be dumb to pull him.
1: Yeah, he's great. I don't care for those guys that are, like – I really like Big Poppy. Big Poppy was okay at first when they had to play him at first, but I don't care for the, you know, I'm only athletic enough to swing a bat. I can't actually do the other half of baseball,
0: which is play defense. Well, I mean, but when you can hit like he does – you're earning your pitch. Yeah, he's hard. not one of – like, I don't like the DHs that, like, hit 35, 40 home runs and hit low 200s like that. It's like you're just – just shitty. You're Adam Dunn at that yeah, point. Like, I I don't like those guys. But, like, J.D. Martinez, obviously, like, that dude's a professional hitter. Well, if you back cleanup, you can't just strike out all the time. No. Yeah, he's, he's not someone I would ever want to face pitching. He's a very, very, very good hitter. It just sucks for him to have that kind of year with Betts playing that much better in front of him. 30-30 year, even higher batting average, like, just not good for him. Yeah, they've kind of masked some of the pitching issues that Boston
1: has yeah. by those two guys being so good. I don't know, man. I just,
0: I think, I just, I don't know, man. If I think the Dodgers can take games one and games two. Reuse pitch so well, and even if Kershaw's not, you know, the best Kershaw level he can be, I still think he's going to do better than Sale. And I think that if you go in two games up, Bueller pitching game three, first game at home, the a little bit of the pressure will be off of him. He should be loose, you know, chance for a good game, and then you bring Kershaw back out in game
1: four. It just seems much more likely that the Dodgers win game one and two than the Red Sox win game one and two.
0: And what happens, I guess, what happens if Sale goes like three innings and has like four or five walks and gives up four or five runs? What do you do then? Let's say that you get to games four or games five, and let's say it's two to two or whatever. Does Sale pitch again? I mean, you can't like not start him, right? Right. You're not going to be confident about it, though. But, I mean, you can't just not start him, though. Correct. Like, what do you do? Do you pitch Price on even one more day less rest? No. And bring Sale in? Like, you could do the righty-lefty thing where you let Price go three innings and then bring Sale in for, you know, try to get three innings. But it's at this point, I don't have any confidence in Chris Sale pitching. No, you hope
1: That he somehow rebounds for game four or five or whenever. I mean you don't pitch him on sh sh you know short rest. You definitely let him go to game five or whenever. Is that the game two
0: then he pitches game one and they don't use him again until game five? Yeah. You can't pitch him on short rest, especially if he's not good, especially if he only goes three innings. Yeah. I guess that also is what matters is if he if he has a rough start and his pitch count isn't super high and they pull him, you know, then do they use him game four? Because, like, I agree, they can't use – Price, yeah, you can throw on on short rest, but Sale's arm isn't in good shape right now. And what does that mean, like, even moving forward? Yeah. Like, that's right. Yeah, I would be more – I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, I know we're not to next season yet, but that's what my concern would be going you can into the season, still win these, the Cy Young. We'll see. I don't know. I just – I don't think he pitched enough to, to win the Cy Young. But that'll be on the uh, on the old award show. we're going to do. Yeah, we'll do that. So what's your prediction for the... Uh...
1: I'll take Boston in seven. I just don't know which, which games they win to get there. Maybe two if Price is amazing. Maybe three. Porcello's been good this year.
0: I would love to see. I mean, I'm not happy about it being Dodgers-Red Sox, but... I would like to see Kershaw, like if Kershaw had a dominant game one, dominant game four, wins the World Series MVP, finally gets to knock that shit off his belt, you know? But at the same time, what if this could be the series that Price builds on, you know, his last game and, has a phenomenal Game 2. What if it was like Game 2, Game 6, he has great starts, and then they bring him in Game 7 off the bench to uh, close out a game or they something. They could do Just that with Kershaw, it.
1: pitch him Game 1 and Game 4, and then he could pitch, you know, two innings of middle relief in Game 7 if it goes that far. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm predicting Dodgers in 5. Fair enough. That's that's yeah. my pick. And Kershaw finally puts the uh, the playoff demons behind him. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we – uh. We're going to be back next week. We'll probably be talking about uh, a little bit of this uh, postseason baseball Mm -hmm. still, do a little recap, and then uh, we're going to do our little little award show. So not sure what day we'll be doing it, but uh, we'll see you guys later.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening.